Oregon's one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon. Powered by the Portland Gear Store and Guardian Games, this is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. And without further ado, your hosts, Ben and David. I'm Ben. And I'm Dave. And I'm Larry. And welcome Welcome to the Diamonds and Roses podcast. We are back yet again, and this time we are in a great home of Mr. Larry Colton. We'll call this our guest studio. Yes, our guest <laughs> no, home away from home. this is a one-shot deal. You're not going to invite him back. Oh, you'll never <laughs> get rid of us. Yeah, he's never going to get right. rid of us now. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that gives it away. This is our uh, our guest of the week, Mr. Uh, Larry Colton. We're going to do uh, probably three episodes, so this is part one of three. And uh, Larry, how are you doing today? I'm doing well for an old geezer like myself. I'm hanging in there and... My fastball's not what it used to be, but... <laughs> what do you think you could throw these days? I think I could crank it up to like 20, 25. Okay, yeah, Dave's probably hitting 15. Yeah. I, could, I could drag bunk that. Yeah. Maybe. maybe I could but drag bunk when that. I played, I, I, think I, I think I threw uh, 108, 109. Um, wow. Uh, well, it was before the gun, and so <laughs> I, 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 um, I'm guessing. I saw, I might be off by a mile or two. What did you do? Have a goat running and you just threw it past the goat? Yeah, I could get it past the goat. Horse. Even, well, it was limping that day. So, so that the horse fun. and buggy. Yeah. So, but no, anyway. So I wish I had played when the gun was there because I like to think I threw really hard. And, and uh, so we'll never know, though. So I'm going to go with 109. We'll go, we'll go with that. Well, we are here uh, today uh, and for the next two weeks after this with Mr. Larry Robert Colton, Lawrence Robert Colton, that is, author and uh, baseball player uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies and several couple different minor league baseball teams, uh, a couple that you may know, the uh, Portland Beavers and the Portland Mavericks. I hate to you step in there, but I never played for the never Beavers. Never Beavers? I played against the Beavers oh, many, many times. Oh, okay. Well, my bad. I have yeah, I, okay. my We're let that one slide. Okay. okay. Well, definitely right. Eugene Emeralds. Eugene, Eugene Emeralds. Emeralds yeah. yeah. The Portland Mavs and uh, and yeah. the Barons. Was it the Barons? No, I wrote Barons? a book about the Birmingham Barons. But you played in the Southern League. I though. played in Southern League for the mighty Macon Peaches. Ma- Peaches. That is correct. That was not the uh, apex of my career. And he's he's also the 2013 recipient of the Stuart H. Holbrook Library Literacy Legacy Award. So uh, I'd like to welcome again Larry uh, to our podcast. So thank you for coming on. Well, you came to my house. I'm here. This is great. We got my dog here. and uh, He's calm. Yeah. Uh, he's calm because he's never heard some of these stories before. So he's you know new to the household. So is he going to be wide awake or are you oh, he's going to sleep? Be, I can tell he's hanging on all this stuff right now. <laughs> So and uh, the cat over there. Don't forget, cats <laughs> just cats just staring. Yeah, cats yeah. like yeah. cats gonna eat Dave. Yeah, yeah. he's looking yeah. at your lunch, yeah. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy, however, has heard all this crap before, and she's she's upstairs and doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> Excellent. Twentieth time around. Huh? Yeah. So uh, Larry, too you, much the first time. You were born in 1942 in Los Angeles, California. I was. You went to uh, Winchester High and then you Westchester. Westchester High. Sorry, oh, that's so. two mistakes. Westchester, oh my gosh. gosh. You know, one more and you are. I'm over two. Yes. You went to the University of California, Berkeley. Yeah. I got that one right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your early years. What? Let's talk about what got you into baseball. Well, my dad was, uh, he loved baseball uh, and he had played in high school and, and he would take me to. Uh, a game for the Hollywood Stars or LA Angels 
uh, in the old Pacific Coast League before the Dodgers moved to L.A. And then I just started playing. Mainly I played with him in the street, and then we had a lot of kids on our block. And uh, they didn't have Little League when I was there, but they had a park league. And then I played Babe Ruth League and American Legion and mm -hmm. Connie Mack. And, and uh, uh, in high school, the only position I ever played was shortstop. I made all city Los Angeles. City. You didn't pitch? I never pitched. Really? None. Huh. Zero. Uh, for those of you, you were a tall shortstop. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I could. Yeah, I, I had some. I was quick, and so, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was offered to sign out of high school. I had a, a whole bunch of offers, and because uh, back then there was no draft, and so mm -hmm. it was, you were a free agent, and so, uh, but it was all to sign as a shortstop, and then. Uh, but I wanted to go to college because I played basketball as well, and I wanted to play a little, go to uh, there and uh, play basketball and baseball. And I figured, well, if they're offering me this out of high school, if I go to college, I'll become even more valuable. Didn't quite work out that way, but so were you? Who were you offered by a major league team? To oh come yeah, play? yeah, yeah. No, the Dodgers and the Red Sox and, and mm -hmm. uh, mm. Yankees, and uh, there was about six or seven teams. So was oh, that wow. Brooklyn? The Brooklyn Dodgers at the time? They were they, no. Uh, they had moved to L.A. Moved they LA. had moved to L.A. And they, when the first year in '58, when they came to L.A., they had a team that they had a tryout for. They picked like 100 of the best players in Southern California. And they had a huge tryout at Wrigley Field at the time. And uh, if you made the team, you got to play in a, a team called the Dodger Rookies. Okay. And we had to play like 60 games in the summer. And so cool. to get picked for the Dodger Rookies was the ultimate. And yeah. uh, because... Not only did you play all those games, and so it was the best players. It was, these, are, these are high school seniors. These are high school players, so yeah. uh, uh, high school juniors mainly. Wow. And uh, every guy on the team signed eventually. Um, uh, and so we played, and then uh, we got Dodger uniforms. We got season tickets to the, uh, uh, the Dodgers. They played in the Coliseum at yep. the time, and so mm -hmm. they sat 100 thousand people so they'd never sell sell out so you'd had general mission then we just i just sneaked down so mm -hmm. i went to 50 games that year yeah so what was the what was the feeling like um from from a fan standpoint seeing the dodgers move from brooklyn to la what was the enthusiasm well i hated the dodgers when they're in brooklyn um yeah. i was a yankee fan because i loved oh, mickey yeah. mantle everybody yeah. everything was mickey mantle i oh, kept a mickey 50s, mantle yeah. scrapbook oh, yeah. and Mm -hmm. And then when the Dodgers, uh, but as soon as they came, I immediately fell in love with them. It was Sandy Koufax and yep. all those, uh, Don Drysdale. And uh, so I was a diehard Dodger fan, and which ironically, then More when I wins, played, yeah. they were yeah. the team I hated the most. Because huh. you know, yeah. they all had the tightest uniform and fancy guys and... <laughs> so why why Mickey Mantle like why why was he like the you know the well he was everybody like, from my era's hero I mean mm -hmm. he was just, five tool player yeah yeah he he could do everything and it was just something you know as a small town guy and you know blonde and blue eyed and could run and he was just magic mm -hmm. and uh, I'd get so excited because back then you just see the game of the week <clears throat> would be on Sunday and so when you get to see him or in the World Series <clears throat> was really the only time. You get to see him, and I did finally get to see him in person when the Dodgers first moved to L.A. 
they had a, a Roy Campanella knight mm. who had been injured the year before in an automobile accident, so had this special nights, and they played the Yankees in an exhibition game. This was in the seat during the season. And so they sold out. The Coliseum was packed. There was like 93,000 people there. Wow. And, uh, uh, and starting pitcher for that game that night for the Dodgers, and Mickey Mantle was playing, but the starting pitcher was Sandy Koufax in an exhibition game during the season because Sandy Koufax at that time had not broken into the rotation. He was, hmm. he was wild. And, so, and if you pitch in an exhibition game, and during the season, um, it's sort of they're sort of saying, "Well, you're not, you know, we can waste you in an exhibition right. game." So I got to pitch. A, sure. I, I got to pitch an exhibition game there uh, in Philadelphia against the Baltimore uh, when they had all those mm -hmm. Brooks Robinson and Frank Robinson, but they let me pitch the exhibition game. Yeah, they didn't trust me in a real game, <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't trust Sandy Koufax, but. Uh, so that was my first time getting to see Mickey Mantle. Excellent. So, what was your um, what's your first recollection of maybe like the first professional game you went to? Well, I used to go to the uh, Pacific Coast League back then. Was the that was the major leagues because mm -hmm. there wasn't so much television, and so I was a real diehard Pacific Coast League fan. And in particular, I, w I was for the Hollywood Stars, mm. and uh, they. Uh, they had it when I was about twelve. They used to have these things called uh, infield of the future, and they if you got picked, you you would get to uh, take infield practice uh, before a game. Mm -hmm. And so I got picked and got to be on the field. There it was a called Gilmore Field, and and I. Uh, so that was my first taste, and we got to sit in the dugout with the players. So, yeah. so they were a AAA affiliate of the yep. Dodgers, or they, they, no? They were. This is before the Dodgers moved. No, okay. they were a AAA affiliate of at that time the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then the Angels uh, were the other team in town, and they were an affiliate of the um, Cubs. And I didn't like the Angels. I mean, that's a relatively new team. I mean, that they're they're no, that was the the, the major league team. The major league team okay, came in gotcha, after gotcha. the the Dodgers, but the Angels were there from the beginning okay, of so they the were Pacific Coast League. They PCL went team. back to whenever, okay, early nineteen hundreds, and so they had been around and they played at, at Wrigley Field, which was a, a, a replica of the Wrigley Field in Chicago. I mean, mm -hmm. it was. Uh, if you've ever seen Home Run Derby on TV, it's mm -hmm. that's where they filmed it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like <clears throat> the Angels. I, it, L.A. was divided. Either you're a Hollywood star fan or you're an L.A. Angel fan. Mm -hmm. And one of the main reasons I didn't like the Angels is because of their second baseman was a guy by the name of Gene Mock. And Gene Mock, he was a feisty guy who would get in fights. Uh, and uh, Gene Mock, my most despised player, Became my manager for the Philadelphia Phillies. Small world. <laughs> and I wanted to say, I always wanted to say to him, hey, hey, Gene, I used to watch you play when you were the Angels, and I thought you were a giant butt. <laughs> but I was basically trying to kiss his butt so I'd make the team. Did you ever get to see the uh, the Portland Beavers play? Uh, when, I played against the Portland Beavers okay. many times in the Coast League. Uh -huh. I mean, partially that's why I ended up moving to Portland. I just always thought this is a nice town, and I'm going to mm -hmm. redesign my life, and so that's why I came to Portland. But um, yeah, uh, I pitched. 
I, I can't. I don't know how many games against them. I, the one game I do remember is I pitched a game. I was pitching for the San Diego Padres when the Padres are in the Pacific Coast League, okay. and the I pitched a like a two hitter and had a shutout going till the eighth inning, and a guy hit a home run off me uh, by the name of Lou Pinella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so. Uh, he, well, he was just one of many who had a home run off me, but um, mm-hmm. so it made me want to go back to being a shortstop. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I loved coming to Portland to play. Mm-hmm. This is when they played, we're now Providence Park, but it was Multnomah Stadium at the okay. time. Yep. Yeah, Civic Stadium. And the, the yeah. dressing room was up in uh, the Mac Club, and but it was underneath, and it was just. They were like nails on a wall. It was the worst dressing room in mm-hmm. the league. It was terrible. And uh, and then the last year I was there, they had built a, a clubhouse underneath the uh, stadium. And I always like to talk to the clubhouse boys, the guys who shined the, your shoes, and not just treat them as you know some kind of um, uh, servants or something. And there was a guy at, with the Beavers that I sort of connected with and would talk to him every time I'd come to town. And and then uh, when I moved to town, and like 10 years later, I was in a Kino's, I think it was a Trader Joe's, Trader Vic's, no, Trader Joe's now, but I heard a guy, Larry Colton. I turned around, and it was the clubhouse guy. Oh, cool. yeah. And his name was, I think it still is, Dwight James, oh, the, the reporter yeah. for the was yeah. for the Oregonian yeah. and then the Tribune, and yeah. now he's got he does cable show, the cable show, yeah. and so and he just, was so he was like thirteen when I met yeah. him, yeah. So um, there was that. So, so I loved the the Beavers. Taking a step back, going back to high school and and trying to decide, um, you know, you were you know in your junior senior year. You're you're working on trying to decide what what school to go to, you, which you know obviously you clearly went to Berkeley, but what other schools were you looking at at the SCN, time? SCN, UCLA, and Stanford, all the and plus Cal, Santa Barbara, Riverside, all California. I didn't get recruited outside of California. You're a pretty solid mm-hmm. student then. Yeah, I was a good student, and yeah. so um, I mean I wasn't like well I was president of the honor society, but. That's only because nobody else ran. But the, <laughs> the, uh, uh, I got good grades. You have to have good grades to get into yeah. the yeah. schools. And so, um, but it, I think it would be tougher now. Uh, you know, it's just harder to get to get into Cal now. You have to have a 4.6 or something. I mean, it was early. And, and they didn't check your SATs either. Worse, my SATs and. Uh, language arts was like 780, but in math they were like 100. <laughs> <laughs> That's like mine, probably. It sounds a little like me. Yeah, yeah I was not. I was not very good. But uh, I originally uh, was going to UCLA. I was getting a basketball scholarship to UCLA. This wow. is with Johnny Wooden. Wow. And it was That's just before question. they started. They hadn't won all their championships, but at that time, two years in a row. Cal had gone to the Final Four, and one year they won, and the other year they were runner-up. So Cal was the basketball power, Before not UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. And so I went to Cal because you just thought of Cal as basketball, not UCLA. Mm. And then, but 
64 is when UCLA, so that was 1960, but it was not till 64 that UCLA won their first Started that champion mm-hmm. with uh, Wall Hazard and, and uh, Gail Goodrich. But, um, but as soon as, so I went to Cal, um, you know, to play baseball and uh, basketball. Uh, but I quickly learned that I had reached my level of incompetence in uh, basketball mm-hmm. in high school. I averaged mm-hmm. like 19 uh, a game in high school, but it was because the offense basically they kept they passed me the ball and I'd shoot wherever I was. Were you playing center or were you playing? No, forward? no, no. I was playing forward. Okay. I was a forward. I was not what you call a power forward. I was mm-hmm. a, like. Oh, a little small forward or something? Yeah, I was small forward, but I couldn't rebound and I couldn't dribble. And mm-hmm. so when I got to Cal, they had a guy there that I, I was guard at Cal. And they had a guy in front of me. He was an early model Magic Johnson, a white Magic Johnson. And my chances of guarding him were none. And I just went, okay, this is, all right, I'm going to focus on baseball. So that was the end of my basketball career. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Then I, uh, but I went to Cal as a shortstop. I didn't, mm-hmm. I'd never pitched at that point. So w- at what point did you start pitching? Yeah, what was I that first experience with pitching. The first experience? With pitching, yeah. Well, I always kind of secretly wanted to pitch, oh, okay. you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, but I was a good hitter and, and I liked hitting. I mean, it was great. But then in uh, my junior year, about halfway through this season, they, I pitched one game, just like five innings, and then I pitched again. I pitched another game against UC Santa Barbara, and I struck out 19. Oh, wow. And t- that was in 1963. So here we are 55 years later, and the r- record still stands. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I, had, I did, looked at yeah. that, and I saw that you had a 19-strikeout game, and it was for... It will hold the record. So to be one of your first experiences, it was my second game that I pitched. That's, that's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, but most importantly in that game, I hit a home run. Really? Yeah, yeah, I a, yeah I wow. yard and struck out. But so I know, so I did it and then forgot about it and never came close again. But so then, a couple of years ago, a guy calls me up. And he read one of my books, and he said, "I'd like, can I meet you for coffee? And I'd like you to sign my book." So I said, "Sure." So we met, and I'm signing his book. And he said, "So, did you? Uh, you must. When you're at Cal, did you strike out a lot of guys?" And I said, "Well, I only pitched really one year." And he said, "What's the most you ever struck out in a game?" And I went, "I think about 17 or something like that." He said, "Is that a record?" And I said, "I have no idea." And but it might be. And uh, so he went home and he looked it up in the Cal record book. And they they were two guys that were tied for the record at, at I think, of 17. And one was Andy Messerschmidt, who was there when I was there. And then another guy. And he calls me back and he says, well, that 17, but your name's not on there. Are you sure you did that? And so I went down to the, you know, Larry Colton Memorial Library down in my basement and went through, <laughs> you know, the, awesome. the, uh, the archives, the archives yeah. and po- found a, a clipping from the game. It said 19 
And I went, well, all right, <laughs> 17, those slackers. Uh, so, so I call the guy back up and he calls up the, the SID there, says, you got to, you're wrong. And so he faxed him the cool. clippings. Wow. So, and then they gave me a special page in the Cal baseball yearbook. Uh, that time it was like 47 years later. So I got to, I got the record 47 wow. years after wow. I actually Better said it. Than never. Yeah, but nobody's ever going to break it because nobody pitches. Middle relievers come in. Yeah. They, even in college, nobody pitches. It's like four, three, four innings, maybe. Five. Yeah, they no have one guy yeah. uh, about five years ago, a guy named Price, who pitches for San Diego now or somewhere. I mean, he's a big leaguer. Uh, uh. Ken Price? No, uh, it's not David Price. David, no, it's not yeah. David. Yeah, uh, no, not no, not, not Price. Price. That's the wrong name. But uh, anyway, this guy had had um, seventeen strikeouts after seven innings, and they took him out of the game. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's, I can't think of his name now, but he and his brother plays in the big leagues too. They're huh. two two pitchers. Let me ask you this question: Were they using metal bats no, at that time? No, or were they using no, wooden no, bats? No, oh, there yeah. was all wood. Never even contemplating using metal bats. That was that'd be like carrying your phone in your pocket. That well, was out of the question. So let's <laughs> actually let's jump on that real quick because you know you used a wooden bat in college, but now in college they're using metal bats. The metal bats. Or the ceramic yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. So it's like what what's your what's your take? Do well, you those things are dangerous. I mean, yeah. you can the ball the way the ball jumps off of that. Mm. First time I ever used one, I went to Grant High here in Portland and. The guy asked me if I would work with his pitchers. I said, yeah, if you let me take batting practice. And so I did. And the first pitch, I hit it over the trees across the street. and hit a house across the street. Really? And I barely hit it. And I'm thinking, man, if they ever put those into the pros, they'd, they'd, gone. They'd, people, people get would, hurt. Yeah. would get hurt with the, with the way the ball jumps off yeah, those things. So I think it's hard for uh, players today. They grow up playing with metal bats. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they go into the pros. Mm-hmm. It's their first real experience. I, I I think there's a summer league that uses. Yeah, uh, they're starting to get them transitioned a little earlier. Yeah, yeah leagues that but I, I wouldn't yeah. hurt my feelings if they rolled it back and back to where it used to be. So when you were at Berkeley, you said that you were a flunky of boarhead English. No, no, here's <laughs> no boarhead English. No, they had when you went to Cal, you had to take a. a, a you wrote an essay. All freshmen did this mm-hmm. you know, the first day you were there. And if you didn't, if your essay didn't pass, you had to take a class uh, called uh, Subject A, mm-hmm. which was remedial English, right. is what it was. It was bonehead English. It was bonehead, bonehead yeah. English. Yeah. Lower than oh, 120. Bonehead. Yeah. You didn't get credit for it. Mm-hmm. You, you took it, it was just the same amount of hours, but you didn't get credit. Wow. So I flunked the test. So I had to take bonehead um, uh, English. and But not only did I take bonehead English, I flunked bonehead oh. English. I had to take it twice. Five, so that was five a whole, later. Right? That, that, that was a whole year I spent with no credit taking bonehead English. So when my book, Counting Coup, when I got the phone call that it had been nominated for a Pulitzer, I wanted to call up the son of a bitch who flunked me and say, <laughs> say so how's your writing career coming along there? Yeah. <laughs> But he would have said, see, I made you a better writer. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. because yeah. Epilogue dedication right there. Yeah. You have to, you become a better writer by by writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it lit a fire. Yeah, sure. yeah. You can't, you don't lose weight by reading a diet book. You, no. gotta, you have to 
exercise. You got to write. Yeah. So that's how I've learned how to write. So before we came on uh, and started recording, we were talking about uh, your experience when you were in Cal, when you were pitching against uh, Oregon State University and some of the other teams, and that you had said that um, it was who you think we think would be the powerhouses now weren't essentially the powerhouses back then for college no, baseball. Uh, uh, well, the two biggest powerhouses in college baseball at that time were Santa Clara and uh, USC. USC had all sorts of guys, Tom Seaver and and uh, but Santa Clara was they had often when I was there uh, or played against them they had seven guys off that one team and made the major leagues. Seven wow. guys. That That's unheard of now. Yeah, yeah, I mean they had. Uh, uh, probably most of your listeners wouldn't have heard of these guys, but there's some of them. Uh, Pete McGreeny, Pitts, uh, Nelson Bryles was a big star for the Cardinals. Uh, and, uh, they had uh, uh, Bob Garibaldi was the ace of their staff. They had Tim Cullen who played many years for Washington Senators. I mean, they were amazing. I mean, uh, in our team, we had five guys make the major league hmm. at Cal. And we finished in last place. That, that's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. Last and we, place we were. Uh, uh, Stanford had Jim Lomberg, who went on to win the Cy Young Award, and mm-hmm. uh, so there were some great, great players. When I my first year in spring training, it, after my first year, I went to the major league camp every year. I was on a big league uh, roster every year, except my first year. And I went to the spring training, and there's like 150 guys there or something. And I would say that 50 of them couldn't have made a, a team, one of the teams in, the, in uh, you know, at SC or Cal. Or College, mm-hmm. They wouldn't have made it because the baseball in California was so much better because the weather's better. Mm-hmm. So we would play against, I would play against guys from Maine or something who, you know, had a schedule of three games or yeah. something. And uh, uh, so it, the competition that I had faced in uh, college and in high school was so, it was, it was elevated so that I thought the, the lower minors at that time was, wasn't much better than, mm. I don't know if that's true these days, but it certainly was when I was. Probably because the, at that time, the year-round play. Yeah. As opposed, like now, I think you know they do a lot of indoor kind of yeah, activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're starting early, and, and they they're play traveling. Way, yeah. And yeah. they play way more games, and they're just it's better today. Mm-hmm. I mean, without well, kids specialized too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. And yeah. so, yeah, we had players that you know, our center fielder was the star of the football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. His name was Craig Morton. So guys. Uh, he played 17 years in the NFL. Huh. Wow. He would have played 17 years in the major leagues if they never threw him a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hit the curveball. No, he, he he picked the right sport. Um, did you you said that you had pitched against or played against Frank Peters when Frank was playing at OSU? Yeah, he was they came down for uh they weren't we didn't, there was no Pac-8 or Pac-10 or 12 or 83 or whatever it was there was just because it was just a california league but some of the northwest teams would come down and on in spring because the weather was still not so hot up here and they would play us so i played against frank in uh, college and then i played against him in the uh, coast league Mm -hmm. several uh, many times so i pitched against him 
Do you remember how you did? Uh, he he was a good hitter. I I, I don't want to. You know, I mean, come on! Did you strike him out? Did, did I'd he, have to go back through the record books, but if I didn't, I'd you probably I'd be ashamed. We'll <laughs> <laughs> tell him that. Yeah, that's I, funny. Frank will probably like I took him deep. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get a text from him. Yeah, yeah. No, he would claim otherwise though. But it, well, I, he sent me a text the other day, that said when in 1968 he hit 323 and had to beg for a 25 dollar a month uh, raise. And the part of that that's not true is that he hit 323. <laughs> the begging part yeah. was probably yeah. real. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so when then in my senior year at Cal, backing up to Cal, uh, I, I, I pitched. But I also, in the offseason, I played an intramural football, and mm. I separated my shoulder. Mm. Oh. And I missed the fir- first half of the, my senior year because I, I was hurt. And then, but when I came back, so I pitched, but I wasn't nearly as good as I was early in my junior year. But when I pitched, the games I didn't pitch, I played right field. Mm-hmm. So I played every single game. I never missed a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in doubles header, I might pitch the first game and then go play right field the second mm-hmm. game. And I, I have a recurring dream lately that, um, you know, how in college, if you you'd have a, dream where you didn't finish a class or something in college okay, or you yeah. didn't graduate that, in, yeah. or something. I thought you were going to say you had a dream like in Bull Durham where you're out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I dream about Susan Sarandon. But, but um, the, um, uh, at any rate, the um, um, I, I, uh, my dream is that uh, I'm sitting on the bench at, at, in Cal and I'm not playing and the coach won't tell me why I'm not playing and I'm I'm frustrated. I'm upset, you know. So, but that didn't happen in real life. But I guess I should have, you know. So anyway, my senior year, well, I didn't exactly tear it up because I was my arm was hurting. So at the end of when I finished that senior year at Cal, whereas I had been offered to sign all in high school, freshman, junior, or sophomore, junior, every year I've been offered to sign. And when I came, when I finished the end of my senior year, nobody wanted to sign mm. me because I'd hurt. I was hurt, mm-hmm, and yeah. my fastball had come down to about only 105 miles an hour. Right. And, yeah, from 109. Yeah, that's yeah, a drop. Was, every once in a while, a guy would follow <laughs> one off me, and they were worried about that. And so, <laughs> so uh, uh, I had to. There was a couple teams that were still sort of lurking around, but then. So I went and played on a summer team, but I'd used up my eligibility, so I, there was nowhere. So, but my arm had started coming back, and I, I did well over the summer, and mm-hmm. so they signed me at the end mm. of the summer. Yeah, and I had there's a couple, two or three teams that were interested, and I ended up signing with the Phillies. But it, I was sort of in a desperate mode. Yeah, because imagine. I I was 22. I mm-hmm. used up at my eligibility, and uh, you know, and I wasn't going to exactly going to become a nuclear physicist. So, <laughs> so it, it uh, and I'd always my whole I I'd, had set myself to be a ball player from the day I was five years old. Mm-hmm. I'd always known because I was always getting scouted and always getting offered. I always knew that I could was going to be a big league ball mm-hmm. player or a, at least a pro player. But I thought I'd make the big leagues. But the um, um, 
So there was a couple of months there uh, in the summer of 64 when I got a little nervous that my dream was... Yeah, you know, dream had ended yeah. at that point. And it was ended. But healed up just enough. You yeah. got a little bit more zip on it. I, I healed and didn't yeah. play for a month. And that was... Uh, mm-hmm. So then I started throwing hard again. And yeah. harder. How how many games did you did you pitch on average once you started pitching, in in college? Well, I was the, they would now they would call it the Friday. Friday well, the, my junior year, I was the number two guy starter. We had another guy who signed and and, and made the major leagues. The Saturday starter, yeah. I was the Saturday starter, okay. uh, but we didn't call it that back then. Okay. It was, uh, but I, um, by my senior year. I was the Friday starter, but I didn't I didn't play the first half of the year, huh. and uh, uh, I can't remember if I played outfield or not, because uh, I was through with shortstop at that point. Um, so, uh, but I would play. I mean, I would pitch regularly, you know, at least once a week. Um, mm-hmm. That last half of the season, or maybe two. I can't remember exactly how much I missed, but. Um, it was, I, I wasn't as dominating as I was the as a junior. Besides playing at home in Cal, what was what would you say was one of the stadiums that you liked to, to go travel to the most in college to play at? Well, probably USC because USC was they were the New York Yankees yeah. of college baseball at that mm. time. And and I'd grown up in L.A. and I'd gone to a lot of SC baseball games as, when I was in school. And they had recruited me, their famous coach uh, named Rod, Rod Dato. And uh, so they had a sort of a legendary park. It's called Boulevard Field. And that was... Um, uh, so my first get league game was there, starting the season, my sophomore year. And so... Uh, we were, uh, so it was first league, we had played 20 games up to that point mm-hmm. or something, but it was the league game, and I'd always wanted to beat SC. They were the evil, evil monsters. So the game was zero to zero going into the uh, 10th inning, and I let off the 10th inning and hit a double off of the wall. Cool. It was almost a homer. And wow. so, you know, I got a chance to be a hero here. So the pitcher on the first pitch wheels around and he picks me off. Oh. <laughs> and I went to third and slid in and they called me out and I knew I was safe. And the next day the picture was on the front page of the sports page of the LA Times of me sliding into third and clearly I beat the tag. But they had uh, in the picture, they they said that my name was Danny Salazar. <laughs> it wasn't. It was me. So my one shot to get my picture in the L.A. Times, they, they called the, put the wrong name next to it. Mm-hmm. So then in the bottom of the 11th inning, a guy for them let off the inning and he hit a home run. And both pitchers went the entire time. Oh, I've heard of now. Yeah, yeah, 11 yeah. innings. Yeah. Both pitchers that pitched a complete game. Huh. And the guy let off the 11th inning, hit a home run. We lost. And I went back to the dugout, on, which was the third base side. I went into the dugout, and I'd wanted to win this game so bad, I sat there and cried. Hmm. And, and, and the SC players, to get to the, the locker, they had to go by our dugout. And they Awkward. saw me down there. They all saw me down there crying. 
And so the next day, when we came to play the Saturday game, they had guys from their football team who would play suit up just to be rousing the other players. Wow. And these guys were mean. And they would scream and they'd get up on the railing of the dugout and they'd just yell at you. And so every time I came up that next day, Hey, cry baby. <laughs> hey, cry baby. If you little, strike a different world. Yeah. yeah. Was, are you going to cry? <laughs> so I, I, it was it definitely, it was getting to me. And so about the fifth inning, I said to the first baseman, when you're throwing the balls between innings, you know, they're just, you know, I'm going to move over by second base and I want you to throw one and I'm going to throw it up the, towards home, which was their, their dugout was right behind it. And I said, don't go after the ball. I'm going to throw one wild. And I got about a six foot running start. And that was before any injury to my arm. And that was when I really could throw. I threw one and it ricocheted back off of the back wall of their dugout. And it's great. And of course, that, it didn't hit anybody, but it, it, that just turned them loose even more. It was, it was, it was, it was unmerciful. Uh, it was unmerciful. Uh, it was, you know, well, you're going to a cry baby. It reminds me of the Christmas story. Yeah. Where the kid gets beat, he get, goes and drills the kid in the yeah. Christmas story. Yeah. <laughs> I think that game, I don't know, I'd have to look at the record. I don't know if we even have it, but I probably went over four with my four strikeouts, probably. You know, I don't know for sure. Well, this is this has been great, you know, yeah. hearing about oh, yeah. you know up through your your college years. Um, just kind of one last question to finish off, uh, you know, early years to to college. Um, you know, what overall, you know, how would you rate your your baseball experience at Cal? Oh, it was good. I mean, it was, uh, uh, you know, I I was totally into it. I mean, I I was. I don't think our coach, God rest his soul, was the best. I mean, I didn't really get any instruction that I think was mm. valuable. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, in some ways, I wish he hadn't let me switch to pitching. I think I'd been better off standing as a hitter. Mm. But um, the, uh, I mean, I look forward to the game so much, and I have so many fond memories, and I have friends from the team that I, I just saw one just uh, stay in contact couple, with them. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was an important part of my life. And, uh, uh, and you know, the fact that we didn't win, uh, uh, we were a losing team, but I still remember it fondly. And uh, I think it did a, a lot to shape me, not only as a, an athlete, but a, as just a person, just learning how to, you know, uh, get along with other people. And Excellent. So, so very cool. Baseball is a game of failure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there it is. Yeah. Learn from your lessons. I certainly. Yeah. Well, well, excellent. We really, you know, really appreciate you know having Larry on. You know yeah. this this particular episode. You, you know, part one of our uh, three part series. With I never Mr. thought Larry in my lifetime I'd be a three part series, man. This <laughs> is this is a dream. You know, this is the first. You made it. Bucket list. I, yeah. You know, you I could have made the Hall of Fame. I could have won a Pulitzer. But to be a three-part series on yes. this podcast, it's no. like... It's, it's, it's the first part of a three-course yeah. meal, oh, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. right. We're drinking yeah. a little bit of... Diamonds and Roses. How much yeah. Are you yeah. Drink a little coffee. Guns and Roses? Diamonds and Roses. Diamonds and Roses. Yeah, Dave came up with the name. Yeah. You know, credit to Dave. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, well, we appreciate you uh, yeah. coming on for part one. Um, yeah. So that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. All right. Dave, yeah. uh, any last mo- questions, comments? Uh, looking forward to the next couple. Excellent. All right. Well, this I'm Ben. I'm Dave. And uh, you I'm have yourself, and you have yourself a great day. Peace yeah. out. Yeah. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>